Hello and welcome. My name is Juanita Headley. I am a New York attorney and the founder and CEO of Changing Cases. You are listening to a set of podcasts, a series dealing with the issues of human trafficking, child abuse, and of course, Can you keep a secret? Keep a, keep a secret. knowing how to respond to the question. Over the following weeks and months, I'm going to take a look at some hard-hitting topics with a view to educate, empower, and inspire you to change the way that you think, act, and respond to better safeguard the children in your world. Stay tuned until the end of this show, where I'll be sharing not only how you can get a copy of my new book, but I'll also inform you of some upcoming live Zoom trainings and how you can contact me to have your questions featured in a future episode of this show. So we can talk about it. Yeah, we can talk about it. Yeah. So we can talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about the story of Jose. Now, Jose is a young guy who shares about his personal experience of being a victim of human trafficking through a massage business when he was a teenager. Now, there's an organization called Fight the New Drug. In fact, I met the founder a number of years ago at an anti-trafficking, anti-pornography conference in Texas. I stumbled upon this article a few days ago and I thought it'd be relevant to take a look and to discuss what Jose shares in his true account of being trafficked. He starts by explaining his name is Jose Luis Alfaro. He grew up in a small conservative town in Texas and his father, according to this article, was both physically and mentally abusive. From what he describes here, I'm presuming he's the only child because he does not give mention of having brothers or sisters. He states that his parents were not accepting of him being gay and that his father would often beat him because of his effeminate personality. In fact, he grew up with a lot of fear of his father because he'd be subjected to physical abuse by his dad for not ascribing to the way his father wanted him to be. His father wanted him to be a young boy that would grow and develop into a man. But instead, Jose was a young boy who had effeminate ways and would grow and develop into becoming a homosexual. He says that he had a lot of fear, and it's interesting because, as I've mentioned in my presentations and in previous podcasts, I don't believe that corporal punishment is appropriate. Parents often use corporal punishment to discipline their children, to keep their children on the straight and narrow. I believe that what it does is create fear. And from what we can see in this article is that also, although Jose was subjected to physical and mental abuse, that didn't stop him from being homosexual, it didn't stop him from engaging in sexual activity with other males. In fact, he goes on to say that he did experiment sexually and he'd spend a lot of hours on the internet looking at nude photographs of men and then he would engage in conversation in chat rooms. Now, these conversations, he believed, were normal. 
and he thought that if something was wrong with him, that by interacting with others he could better understand why he has these desires and why his sexuality is portrayed or determined towards other males. And so it says here that the ideas he had in his head were very toxic and unhealthy because he's seeing those through the mediums that he's using, which I'm going to assume is the internet, videos, pornography. He also goes on to explain that he was a victim of child molestation when he was five by a family friend. I'm going to assume the family friend was a male. He doesn't say that, but I'm going to assume from the way that he talks throughout his article that he was indeed abused by a male. And he says that he didn't understand what was going on because, of course, he was young and innocent and that he'd been told, it's okay, I'm not going to hurt you. This will be fun and it will feel good. When he was 15, his parents happened to be going through his phone and they read messages about him being gay. As a result of that, his father responded with physical violence and assaulted Jose. Jose was told that he had to change and Jose did not know how to. And so he was given the opportunity to move to another part of the US and stay with a family member. So he travels four hours away from home and stays with an aunt. He believes that when he removes himself from the situation of being with his father, that he's going to be able to have a new environment, new change of mind, change of heart, change of sexual desire, and that he's going to be able to come back to his father and his mother after the four months being a transformed individual. Unfortunately, this was not the case. In fact, he ends up meeting a guy called Cody online who was 36 and Jose at the time was 16. Their initial agreement was to meet, both Cody and Jose, was to meet at a coffee shop for a coffee date. However, that was not even what happened. In fact, they did not even get so far as to having a coffee. Cody instead took Jose back to his apartment and according to the article, played a pornographic video of a teenager whilst he raped Jose. Jose was 16 and he'd been a victim of molestation at five years of age by a family friend. He's trying to work through his sexual identity and sexual feelings because his father disapproves of his lifestyle, ends up spending time with a family member four hours away from home, new environment. However, his new desires haven't miraculously gone away. And so Jose goes back into the comfort zone of the internet chat rooms and ends up meeting, from my understanding, for the first time, an individual he's been communicating with on the internet. The online relationship becomes offline and that is when Jose is subjected to rape. Jose was told something similar to what he heard when he was five. It's okay, this will be fun. And in fact, for the entire four months that Jose was with his aunt, he would engage in sexual activity, if I can use that term, with the 36-year-old called Cody. And engage is probably not the best word to use because, in fact, Jose alleges that it was rape on every occasion. When he goes back to his father, of course, Jose hasn't changed. In fact, he comes back to his father a lot more traumatized 
His father is angry at him and expects Jose to change or else. Jose eventually moves out, and he moves into the home of Cody, where he is subjected to rape three to four times a day. And Jose did not know what love was because of the fact that he was a victim of domestic violence at the hands of his father. And so, because Cody is older, Cody was his lover, partner, an abuser, the man of the house. And so it's possible that Jose was dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. It's possible he even had Stockholm Syndrome, where he's in love with his captor. I say captor because the fact of the matter is this relationship was definitely unevenly balanced. Cody then discovers that... Sorry, Jose then discovers that Cody was actually having sex with other teenagers and this destroys Jose who believed that their relationship was exclusive when in fact this wasn't the case. And as a result of that, Je Je Jose, I'm just reading the article so I can get all the information. Jose spends time with a friend and that friend introduces him to a homosexual man who has a massage therapist business. This person is called Jason. Jose was in a relationship with Cody, the 36-year-old, who raped him three to four times a day, but was also engaging in sexual activity with other 16-year-olds. At some point, I guess you could say the straw that broke the camel's back. Jose leaves, spends time with a friend. The friend introduces him to Jason who owns a massage business. And so Jason moves in with Jose. Jose and Jason are now living together. And Jose has been duped. In other words, he believes that Ho Jason is going to support Jose, that he's going to provide him financial support so that he can go to school. And so, on the basis of what he was told, Jose joins Jason. However, from the get-go, deception creeps in because Jose is told to lie about his age. And things start off pretty well with Jason and Jose training, having a specific type of diet so they can get fit and healthy for massage. What Jose has not realized however is that this isn't just any type of massage it was indeed sex massages and Jose goes on to say that he is trafficked day after day in fact his first encounter was with Jason the customer and Jose and the customer was a lot older an old man who's lying prostrate on the massage table completely nude and according to Jose in the article he says that He's enticed to remove his clothing by Jason and he just follows on the leading of Jason. The customer performs a sexual act on Jose and Jose experiences sexual assault after sexual assault. In fact, he says that things actually do get worse and worse and worse. It's as though there's an increase in the brutality that he experiences. He says that he does actually uncover child pornography on the laptop of Jason's. And that he indeed, after enduring this for such a time, escapes. But how does he escape? He calls Cody. 
He returned to Cody. However, at that time, he was 18, struggling with PTSD and anxiety. And when he returns, that's when he realizes that, in fact, Cody is cheating on him and that Cody is indeed in jail for an assault. For a number of years, Jose continues to sleep with older men. We would call them sugar daddies and they would fly him around the United States, give him money and gifts. However, there was a light at the end of the tunnel because somebody in Boston offered him a place to stay rent-free, provided he went back to school and pursued further education. He also goes on to say that Jason was in prison a number of years later for flying a 15-year-old boy to London to be sold through the massages. Now, I realize that's a lot of information to take in, and I'm going to try to go through a memory from everything that I've read today. What we can see is that this is a young boy who was vulnerable. He was a victim of domestic violence. He was homosexual. For those of us in the anti-human trafficking world, we know that a person who is um, a gay, a lesbian, an LGBTQ, if they come under that umbrella or bracket, that often, if their family do not approve of their lifestyle, that they will indeed end up being kicked out of their home or running away from home. In fact, I saw a documentary about an African-American boy who was effeminate and his mother kicked him out. He was rescued by a transgender and the transgender eventually turned him into prostitution, he eventually gets a sex change and becomes a woman, returns back to his mother who embraces him. However, because of what he had endured at home and because of his mother's inability to accept him for who he was, he left. And when he left, he ended up becoming vulnerable, exploitation, abuse, rape, possibly even trafficking because the individual who was helping him to get customers could indeed be deemed as a trafficker depending if all the elements were satisfied. Often the LGBTQ community are forgotten about when it comes to issues of trafficking and abuse. For those who do not approve of that lifestyle they may say well it's their own fault but at the end of the day people are people and a victim is a victim and we have to see it exactly as that. Nobody deserves to be exploited whatsoever. And we have to consider that a person who has chosen to live a certain lifestyle, who has chosen to engage in sexual activity with another human being, does not deserve to be exploited, raped, abused, or sold. According to the Bible, we know that in the Garden of Eden, God made Adam and Eve. And we know that according to Genesis, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And that was a place that was known for sexual morality, homosexuality, fornication. And we know that the Lord despises sin of all types and sex outside of the confines of marriage. Sex between two men or two women is not approved of. And in the, the Bible, in Leviticus specifically, it touches on homosexuality, abuse, incest, even bestility. It does not cover sex robots or sex dolls, but it does cover everything else. What I will say, though, is that the God that I serve, he is a just God and he came for every person. 
And I do believe, as it says in the Bible, that you reap what you sow, that every action has a consequence. And whatever we do, there is a consequence. But I don't believe that just because a person chooses to have a homosexual lifestyle, that they deserve to be raped, exploited, sold, abused. Absolutely not. The lifestyle they have is not something that God approves of. But that doesn't mean to say there's a free ticket that they should be exploited, sold, etc. Now, it's very difficult to tackle a topic such as this, especially in a Christian community where there's a lot of judgmentalism. I've spent time with transgenders in the red light district and I spent time with individuals who maybe are homosexual because of their own choice or sometimes whether they, they know it or not because of what they may have been through in the past. As I've made reference previously, there are women who look, dress and act like men and have an immense hatred for men. When a person has a strong hatred towards a thing, a person, you've got to ask yourself the question why. That is really fundamental. When a person chooses to have a certain lifestyle, you've got to ask yourself why. We can sit there and say a person is born that way. We can sit there and make excuses. But is that the truth of the situation? I personally don't believe a person is born a certain way. I believe that our environment changes us, our upbringing, our culture, our circumstance, they shape us. Because you can have two people born in the same country, but because of the environment that surrounds them, those two people grow up very, very differently. I also do know of people who have been sexually abused over and over and over again by somebody of the same gender or the opposite gender. And as a result of what they've been subjected to, they develop a hatred. Now, I understand, for example, if you've been hurt by a person from a certain community or people that you may have a prejudice towards them. I know, for example, that in the UK, Caribbeans and Africans sometimes, that's an important word, sometimes have a prejudice towards people of a different ethnic origin. Their skin tone is the same, but ethnically they're different. Now, I have visited this country, and as I've said before, I believe that when you take something or somebody out of their home environment, they will respond and react differently. For example, if you take a lion out of its natural habitat and place it in a cage, it's going to respond and react differently. Likewise, if you take a person out of their home country and drop them into a place that is culturally different, they will respond and act differently. And I say that because when a person has a dislike towards another country, it is coming from somewhere. It is coming from experiences, prejudice, ignorance. The reasons may be valid or invalid. It's hardly the point. But the reason we feel a certain way towards people from a certain country is based on experience, fact, assumption, etc. Likewise, if a person is homosexual, we cannot sit down and say that homosexuality stems out of being sexually abused as a child because that is not always the case. On the other hand, we cannot say that a child is born that way, in my opinion, because realistically speaking, children are born innocent. When you have celebrities like Charlie Theron dressing up her two adopted sons who are African-American, I believe, they're certainly black, when she's dressing up her two sons in girl clothing, if those boys eventually become homosexual or transgender, is it any wonder? 
As the Bible does say, train your children in the way they should go, and when they get older they will not depart. Now I know of a Christian. This Christian has two biological daughters, and one of her daughters is in fact a homosexual. Now that is very difficult for her to contend with. I think a lot of Christian parents, a lot of parents, particularly Christian ones, as terrible as this sounds, would much rather that their son or daughter was fornicating, was having sex outside of marriage, more than they were homosexual. Because the homosexual thing is something we cannot get our heads around. And the fact is a lot of Christians do engage in sex outside of marriage, despite the impression they may give at church on a Saturday or Sunday. And so therefore... As ridiculous as that sounds, it is very, very true that there are parents who would much rather that their children were promiscuous, sleeping around with people of the opposite gender than homosexual. In fact, I know somebody, devout Christian, comes from a Christian family, and she told me that her parents are happy because one of her siblings is living with one woman. In other words, although he used to sleep around, we're happy now that he is living with one woman. Now, for me as a Christian, I'm confused because whether you're sleeping around or living with one woman, fornication is fornication. Being engaged, being in a committed relationship, according to the Bible, is still a sin. So I'm confused by that. However, if I'm honest with you, I'm quite certain, having known and met this family many a time, that they would much rather that their son is living with a woman than living with another man. Even though both things are sinful and both things do not honor God. And so with Jose, let's assume that his father is a devout Catholic. Or even if he's not devout, let's assume that he has had a Catholic upbringing. By his name, he sounds as though he's from South America by his name. So let's assume Catholic father or practicing Catholic father. He has one son. According to the article, he's the only child and he's effeminate. That reflects on the father. And that's the reality. The reason why a lot of parents would be ashamed of having a homosexual son or daughter is because it reflects on the parent, which actually isn't true. Although the Bible says train your children the way they should go, the Bible is clear that we have free will. So if a son or daughter becomes homosexual, that does not reflect on the parents, it is the child's free will. Because think about it, why is it that often with a pastor, his son or daughter often is the worst out of all the young people in the congregation? He or she is fornicating. He or she backslides. He or she comes to church by force, not by free will. At the end of the day, we have to see things for what they are. And so we have to consider that this young boy is in a household where the type of lifestyle that he would like to lead will not be condoned or agreed with under any circumstance. And therefore, his father believes that by using brutal force, by hitting, beating, verbally abusing his son... That will change the desires of his heart, if I can put it that way. From reading the article, that is not the case. And although Jose had the best intentions, he still remained homosexual. And in fact, because of what his father subjected him to, Jose was exploited, raped, abused, and suffered a lot of trauma. As a result of what he went through at a very young age, I cannot imagine the feelings of abandonment and rejection that he may have gone through. Now, we know that in the Bible that the Lord loves everybody. He doesn't love our lifestyle, but he loves every one of us, which is why he sent his son to die. Because he loves us, he sent his son to die. But of course, he does not love our sinful nature. 
because I saw something on Facebook recently that gave me food for thought where it said God loves the sinner and in fact the Bible is very clear he does not love the sinner he loves the people he created and because he created us he died for his creation but at the same time the Lord despises sin however when we consider what Hosea has been through we have to take into mind and take into account that brute force verbal and physical abuse is not going to change the desires, the fleshy desires of a person if they're homosexual, if they're promiscuous, if they fornicate. No matter what you may subject them to, that will not change the heart. Only God can change the heart of man. And so if Jose's father and mother believe in Jesus, then the only thing they can do is pray. Because at the end of the day, Jose is a person, he has free will to choose how he wishes to live his life. But at the same time, when he has that free will and he makes his decisions, those decisions should never lead him into a path of physical destruction. None of us can imagine what that is like. You're uncertain, unclear about your sexual identity. And then to add to that, you're raped, abused and exploited. For those of us who are not homosexual, who have been abused or raped, that hurts enough as it is. But when you have been abandoned by your family and disowned by them, so to speak, it hurts even more because they're not even going to understand and support you through the healing of that trauma. Thank you for listening to another episode of Can You Keep a Secret? I trust that the information has been useful to you. I believe that we all need knowledge and education. And when we have a better understanding of topics such as abuse, it enables us to better safeguard the children in our world. For a better understanding of the topics being covered each week, then please reach out to me for a copy of my new book, Can You Keep a Secret? You can follow me, message or email me so that I can answer your questions in upcoming episodes. We can all learn from one another. And this is an educational series that I hope will impact and change not just your life, but also that of the people around you. You can find all my contact details on my website changingcases.org that's changing c-a-s-e-s.org remember to share this podcast with friends and family members there are victims and survivors in your world you just don't know it but if we can be educated then the world will be a safer place please tune in next week for another episode yeah we can talk about it yeah so we can talk about it talk about it yeah let's talk about it yeah